0: Hello and welcome to the Stringers podcast number eight. Ocho. If you ever watched Herbie the Love Bug growing up, you'll understand the reference. Kind of, except there isn't a five or a three. Very excited for this week's podcast guest. We have the guys from the Mike on Much podcast, Mike Veerman and Shane Cunningham, at Mike on Much on Twitter, at Mike on Much on Instagram. It's hard to forget that one. These dudes are so rad. We have Greg in co-hosting as well because, well, Greg and Mike are brothers, so it kind of fit. This is an interesting one for me, though, because I have never yet had guests that I didn't know previously, so bear with me as I get to know Mike and Shane. Lots of laughs, and Shane tries to set me up for a date with his sister. No, I'm not joking. No Kylie this week, which is a drag, I know, but it doesn't mean we come up short on events. Lots of Halloween stuff going on in the city this weekend, if you're in Toronto. Friday night, Dragstone Hotel. This is definitely up my alley. Halloween is coming. It is a themed Halloween party based on Game of Thrones. So if you've been into the last season or any of the seasons, and you kind of just want to get your groove on, you know, dressing up like you're from that period if you're part of the stark family definitely check it out Eventbrite is where you can get your tickets 9 30 p.m it kicks off on friday night dragstone hotel saturday do something that i want to do i'm not much of a club goer but the burroughs haunted mansion 639 queen street west starting at 9 p.m they promise an event like no other in the city I dig mansions, and I like it when they're haunted. So do yourself a favor. Friday night, skip the long lineups. Put on your best Halloween garb and go check out the Burroughs Haunted Mansion. And then finally, you want to end the weekend like I would end it with like some solid movie watching? Buckets of Blood Tober. Are you a horror film fan? Check these guys out. They are debuting their film, part of the 50-hour film festival. Get this. In 50 hours, they had to write, direct, shoot and finish their film 50 hours it's nuts 4 p.m sunday at the rec room buckets of blood tober that's what you should be up to this weekend if you bump into me make sure you say hello but without any more delay mike veerman shane cunningham the mike on much podcast guys coming in hot for episode eight kylie where are you where'd you go I need me my sax. Yeah, here's the embarrassing story. We were recording off the laptop microphone for the first few minutes. The room was
1: being recorded into the laptop.
0: Yeah, that's why we were peaking all the time and it didn't matter if I hit any of the faders. Ah. But now we're going through we're the board connected now, baby. And then I was muted and I was like, Why can't I hear me? <laughs> and then I couldn't hear Shane. Man. This is what happens when Kylie
2: goes to her stupid cottage. You know, Fucking Kylie. The podcast falls apart. Completely. Kindly selfish.
1: I think that's what we've uh, figured out. But valuable because valuable. You know, Extremely valuable. we're 20 minutes in and recorded about 30 seconds. <laughs>
0: 30 <laughs> solid <laughs> seconds. Welcome <laughs> to the Stringers Podcast. We got Mike Bierman and Shane Shanerman. Shane, what's your last name? Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> Shane <laughs> Shanerman. Close. It's yeah. Very, very, very close. Now, this is interesting for me because it's the first time I've had anyone on the podcast that I don't previously know. Wow. So we have Greg as a buffer. I'm the buffer. Right. Greg know knows us
1: both pretty well.
3: Well, Does I heard it, I heard one of your uh, podcasts, and I heard my name mentioned, and you were like, "I know Shane." <laughs> I was like, "Oh,
0: okay." <laughs> oh yeah, I know of Shane. You're right. Okay, because I know Birch. Right, of course. Okay. So I know Birch. So I know of Shane. I hope that's what I said. Oh yeah, Clay yeah.
2: works. Uh, Clay's worked closely with the nut over the last couple of years. We love Birch. He's a
1: pretty prominent character on our podcast, actually.
0: Can we say Birch? Do we have to say the nut? It changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the one that he came in and tried to dispel a bunch of rumors, which was just fucking hilarious, (laughs) it was the not the not the the birch. Yeah. And then it was just like, that's it. All gloves are off. I'm going to defend my name. (laughs) And I think he did a pretty poor job of defending his name. (laughs) All these stories are untrue, but really they were all true, just maybe in a less. Fantastical way. Yeah. But still a very true
3: way. Yeah, he likes to say that every story I say is just an exaggerated version of the truth. But it is it is true. It is but true. But everyone tells a story in their own way and well, so you gotta it from make, make it fun. Yeah, but like, in, in my mind's eye, I'm telling exactly how it happened. And a lot of the stories about him, too, he's, you know, the nut is blitzed out
0: of his mind in a <laughs> lot <of laughs> blitz, So I don't know how his memory's holding yeah. up. Uh, from what I understand, he doesn't like to wear clothing when he drinks. There's a, yeah. There's yeah. a line in a famous article. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you, he does have two. In, okay. Indeed, yeah. How, how do you like working with Birch? Birch is very upstanding within the office walls, mm. I will say. He, he commands his ship well He buttons his buttons high oh, yeah. Top
1: buttons always done up
0: Always done up He's great He's always been really really chill to work with And so then it's neat for me to first meet Greg And then I'll meet you guys Who know him in a different light because I'm like, oh, so you aren't as put together as I thought. <laughs> so is he feared and respected?
3: Just respected? Is he kind of a laughing stock? Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could I could color this story any way I want. He is well liked and his contributions are well accepted. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You <laughs> skip the respected part. <laughs> his contributions are well respected. I'd say he's respected I don't work in his In his department I don't know what live Really does
1: His beard is respected
0: (laughs) His beard's respected Everyone loves it Sense of style Mm -hmm. Is mostly respected His sneakers Are always respected Sneaker game on point Yeah he's like a
2: classic I've seen a few times It's like blazer Dress shirt Nice pants Then like Massive Nikes on the bottom. Of
3: the <laughs> so, is he sponsored by Nike? Is
2: that I think thing? so. Yeah, Nike and Red Bull. It's he has a little Red Bull <laughs> under his desk, like a Le- Red Bull fridge. He's just always tossing around anyone who wants to. Define one. sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Do they pay him money? No, I don't but think But he doesn't pay money for it. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. That's as far as I he know. He gets yeah. Contra. Birch is, Birch is a well connected man. Yeah. Love so the
0: So, Mike and Jane both from Much Music. Yeah. Can I say that? It's much. Can, can but we, you can, can call we just it Much say Music. Much? It's like the dream of every 11 year old, I think, to make it to Much. Sure, like not 100%, anymore. But yeah. it totally wasn't my. I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I got home from school, in which I saw my friends the whole time, and I sat on my couch on the phone with my friends discussing the videos that were on.
1: Oh man, it was a cultural, you know, juggernaut. Uh, much music back in you know the '90s and early 2000s for sure. Much now though is you know, and you know, we work for sort of like a, a plethora of channels under the Bell Media. umbrella Umbrella. uh and much i think it's still like i think it's absolutely still like a a youth channel where it's relevant to like all these much studio sort of digital creators these youtubers and all that that's kind of like the direction they've gone in which is sort of relevant maybe not to those of us that grew up wanting to work there and Mm -hmm. rick the temp and that whole scene and sort of like vj culture i think it's just shifted really
0: you look at rick he's continued on you look at george ramblopolis could definitely continue his career on
1: yeah george is the gold standard Mm -hmm
0: is it your gold standard No no I think <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I think for, for the VGs that came out of there in that era whether it's like you know Amanda Walsh or Rick the
3: Temp well, or Jesse Giddings is in the states yeah, He's down to well. Hannah Rick, Simone. Hannah Simone's on you know, a huge I show. Think Rick was
1: just as, like, uh, because he continued
2: working in ET Canada, right, until, well, like, this year.
3: I guess what we're talking
1: about more is, like, music journalism. You know, if, like, for what music, what much music sort of was back then, and the idea of, like, sort of, I guess, to bridge the pop culture, sort of, VJ, like, Cute Rick or whatever, a Pretty Girl. Oh, Cute Rick.
3: <laughs> I He's call so Pretty cute. Girl, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> George, uh,
1: I think, kind of, like, brought something to the VJ realm and now is, like, kind of moved on to his own thing where he still maintains sort of what he had done and what he'd started
3: what does he do now he throws like house parties or
1: something. (laughs) yeah he basically does it he does a show like out of his house like the house of strombo and people show up they play live at his house they record it they film it they you know it's his own thing i think through the cbc but
3: remember we were at coachella and he was just there yeah he was like hey george stromboveless he was like (laughs) hey and then he just disappeared he didn't ride down on his motorcycle i don't know he was just there and he was gone yeah it was very mysterious
1: yeah that's incredible. Why was he there? Do you know? Uh, I think he might have been picking up wristbands from Ash, uh, Arkell's manager. Oh, okay. Where yeah, she had the hookups. He, we had this house, we rented this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I let you casually drop. You remember we were just in Coachella and George showed up? it uh, so
0: was cool. Why
3: not say yeah, Coachella.
1: We, we were down there because uh, Arkell's were playing and then so we kind of piggybacked and parlayed like a, uh, the Mike, our podcast, Michael much went down there to interview a bunch of people at uh, Coachella. And so we had this, like we'd rented this kind of ridiculous house. Actually, Birchill had set it all up. he'd found it <laughs> My God. All go down there. And then literally George just shows up one day and it was like, man, Coachella's kind of cool. Like he just rolls into the house and everybody's drinking by the pool. And it's like, all right,
3: did he take a dip? He did not take a dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it felt cool. Cause it was weird because we had like a photo shoot in the desert and we're wearing like all these top man clothes. It was a really weird scenario.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, those, those, I was famous. And probably. they use those photos You're as like online fam- advertisements. You just <laughs> yeah. be on Facebook, and be like Hudson Bay, like shop at Top Man, and they don't like mention the like, podcast. I'll just <laughs> you three in the desert, like standing, like you know, in and their clothes, wearing, like, looking like hilarious. jorts
3: or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs>
2: but it's like get the hot new summer look, the
1: jorts in you know. this season. Well, not only did like do they not mention the podcast, they didn't tell us that we would be in this advertisement for yeah. Top Man. <laughs> like Top Man sponsored us to go down, and then we get home, and then like a month later, Greg just sends to like our message group like a photo of us and it's like hot new looks for the summer and it's like me Max and Shane in the desert yeah I was like top bands really got their money's worth like, Yeah, well,
3: I don't think we even got any money for it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you got those jorts <laughs> yeah I got the jorts and man yeah. they're comfortable <laughs> I have a pretty solid pair I was just in California <laughs> I saw an advertisement on Facebook I couldn't help it. now myself. who's bragging hockey <laughs> dude was in there all these three guys and I was like wow when you're in the desert I was just in uh, California I was in just outside of San Bernardino I went down for Cal Jam. And I packed my jorts I 100% packed my jorts So you wear I, jorts? I have a pair of nice. jorts You know it's perfect for that Especially in the warm weather It's like the 9am to 11.30am And then on the other side It's like the 6.30pm to 8.30pm If you're like having fear
1: That's California living
0: It's California living I think they invented the jort Probably I thought I liked them And then I saw the pictures And I was like
3: <laughs> I look ridiculous
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like oh no I can't like these. <laughs> Well, there goes our chance at a second sponsorship. <laughs> but man, I'm showing well. <laughs>
3: Way to go. Well, in the comments, uh, someone called me Kevin Smith. So I was like, oh. Because it was on uh, yeah, Instagram. Like, yeah. you, you were wearing a hockey jersey.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: In the desert. You're a little insecure about your frame.
0: <laughs> we talked about the gold standard with George. You guys are like the gold standard for Toronto podcasting. Is that true? Sure, I'm looking up to you guys. Wow, my goodness. Is there my how many episodes in are you? Sitting-
1: uh, 78 uh, goes up tomorrow.
0: 78, yeah, oh, feeling yeah. great. L-
1: Lights is the guest. Uh, we Shane for the show. Sh- so thank you for saying that about the pod. Oh, we really appreciate it. And uh, you know, whatever. It, we just, it's like just guys messing around, like buddies. You know, I don't know why you started your pod, but it's like for us, it was just like we were doing this. And It was Max's idea. It's like let's just do this, and now it's kind of crazy that it's at 78. Uh, but Shane does a dessert. That's his thing. So he comes on at the end after the interviews. He's actually on the whole thing now. But this week his well, Sister, Why did that
0: change. No I'm joking. <laughs> 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 now you have to skip the yeah. beginning
1: yeah. and the. End. Yeah, he just yeah, he just wouldn't leave. He's like, I'm staying for the beginning and the end. <laughs> I really like this. Uh, I but like it. I want to be part of it. He brought his. So for this episode tomorrow, he brought his sister on, uh, who's trying to find a, a date. Yeah. So we're we're trying all sorts of crazy stuff on the show.
3: Well, she had a bad experience in Vegas where she, she was th- in Vegas. She was in Vegas. She was supposed to go with my mom. Like oh. uh, my sister's been single okay. for a long time. Different
0: kind of Vegas. you to You're going with your mom. Gotcha.
3: And but then she met a guy and she thought she liked him, uh, but then the guy ended up when she got to Vegas he ended up peeing on her bed like uh, and like the police had to bring him uh, back to the place like he was getting a little unruly so they broke up so on the pod now we're trying to find her a man that's in the next dessert
0: <laughs> have you ever seen. First of all, the phone's ringing. Yeah. yeah I thought we were like uh, having like, a caller or I've something. Never, I've... Someone's calling in. <laughs> it's your sister. Stop talking about I me. Brought, I got phone lines in the office before I had phones, and then I had to go purchase phones because I'm like, well, if I have a phone line, you got to have a phone. This might be the first ever caller, and I've just left them hanging.
1: What's your producer's name? Kayla? Kylie, Kylie, maybe she was just checking in to see if you're getting it right. Clay, Clay,
0: did you check the levels? (laughs) Clay, Clay, did you set it so it wouldn't record the internal mic? Clay, are you doing it right? Put the headphone up to the phone. (laughs) Let me hear it. Let's make sure it's right. Have you guys ever read? I hope they serve beer in hell. Yeah.
1: Oh, what's that guy's name? Tucker Max. Yes, good one. This is
0: what. Maybe he was in Vegas. Maybe he been him. met up with your sister because I'm pretty sure urinating in a woman's bed and then making her feel like she did it was one of his greatest stories.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah he was really big for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Was he in this day and age
0: like, that wouldn't fly. I don't right? think so, man. I don't. He like pooped in someone's shoe. I think that was another one. That's and he had a movie. Yeah, remember I remember that. Saw that. Yeah. Well,
1: he went a far way with sort of like broy, <laughs> like uh, predatory misogynistic stories. Mm-hmm. Like people loved it. Was well, he like how to pick up? Girls are like, did he have that book? Was that what that was? It was basically like, oh, yeah. he was always, his whole book? thing was like, I can score with girls and then dismiss them. And that was kind of his bit. But yeah, that was like really popular in the had mid 2000s. Have you
3: seen how he was in real life though? Like, have you seen an interview with him? No, is he chill? What was he like? No, he, he's oh. kind of not cool. He had that one picture where he looked cool mm-hmm. that he used on the cover. And then in real life, he was really- <laughs> we all have that one yeah. picture there yeah, just yeah. to sell a few books? But he was like, a look, he wasn't very articulate. He had a bit of like a, a stammer it was very strange it wasn't and the guy you're picturing while you're reading that I think he's <laughs> I think he lied about
2: think, all the
0: stories <laughs> you know <laughs> oh, one thing I he's know the, about the internet yeah. yeah no one ever lies <laughs> yeah everything on it's gotta be but YouTube true.
3: Tucker Max everyone who's listening but did he to that, like so. kind of start that
2: like you remember how Comedy Network had that like show like who can pick up a girl and oh I love that show of well, the VIP That's it's it. the best show well, was that show kind of like ever. based on that be, becoming popular like the Tucker Max thing like or was that all possibly I just remember that show was like hilarious I feel like that show wouldn't even fly today like Mm you can't air that show anymore
0: i view you guys as like the the gold standard for podcasts maybe tell me how you guys got started how how it all kind of came to be and why you thought hey you know what this is this is a great conversation between us but maybe be even better if we let other people listen
3: (laughs) well i think it got started because mike and i took a trip to cuba together and uh, while we were on that trip, we witnessed... Let the rumors begin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have to, have to get Kylie to fact check this at the end.
3: Yeah. We witnessed uh, two uh, bachelorette parties on, on the trip, and both of them, the, the brides-to-be, ended up cheating on their soon-to-be <gasps> hubby the night before they were to leave. And it was just a fact. Not with either of us. I was going to no. say, how? Yeah. Shane and I, For sure. we abstained from all nefarious uh, behavior. I think was we at the time anyway. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, we could, mm-hmm. it could have, they just no rejected us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We so, yeah. Not for lack of training. <laughs> mean, Don't no. get me wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those women had taste. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I had that Tucker Max book but, on me the whole time. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> but when we got back, uh, like Mike's kind of like a very articulate man, charismatic force, masterful storyteller. Honestly, <laughs> he is. Great. My you brother's is dying. But he is like Mike's, that's, that's his main thing. So when we got back from this Cuba trip, Mike could tell this amazing story yeah. and weave it perfectly in a way that everyone would understand it. And, uh, you know, I, I was at like three parties and Mike was telling the story and it would kill every time. And then Max sees this and he's like, we got to turn this into a podcast, like use Mike's kind of gift and you apply it to like interviews so he could tell a story of his own or tell a story off the top of the podcast, which actually is the podcast used to begin with Mike telling a story from his, uh, his childhood or his past or whatever. And then it just evolved from there. And Mike and Max got together and they wrote a pitch to, to the people of the powers that be at much. And they all really agreed with what Max and Mike were saying. And then the rest well, that's of like, how history. long did it take you guys you think to find your footing? like, to, cause you have a,
2: a pretty like rock solid structure now with the pod. Right. So how long did it take to kind of realize, oh, this is the best way to
0: do it? Mike completely agrees. He's like, yeah, 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 we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. we, no, there Go was like. It, baby. It, it, I know.
1: It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little brother, let me talk. Uh, <laughs> both my little brothers. Uh, no, the the, uh, the, the, basically it's like, it, it's kind of what Shane said and it was a lot of trial and error. Max's big thing was like, you know, whenever he would come off tour or whatever, we'd get together over beers and talk and it would be like, like I would listen just as much as I would like tell a story, et cetera, et cetera. So in the beginning we did try some things where i would come on and be like i'm mike veerman it's like let me tell you about this time i had a record deal and then i would go into all the sort of things about the record deal and how it fell apart and it was kind of more of like that style of pod and so it started like that and then it kind of evolved into like max because we did a bunch of demos that we showed much and then ended, we're able to get it and then max uh, so then it kind of changed just max and i doing this what we're doing right now and then we knew from the start we wanted shane on because shane was very kind in saying those things but he's like one of the best storytellers and super honest you know in a way that I don't know anybody that's like him, you know? So it was like when we first started the pod, Shane was super single and he was going on (laughs) Tinder dates like crazy. I say super single because there was a lot of Tinder stories. So he would come on and it was the whole idea was he was the pop culture aficionado because he watches movies, listens to music. So the idea was always, okay, max now come on off the top. What have you been up to? Tell us about the tour max. I'll explain something for my life. And then the meat was always, or the dinner was always the interview. And we were lucky enough through max to get great interviews off the top, calling in favors. And then the dessert was always going to be, Shane's going to come on and review a movie or an album and like right from the start we're like Shane what do you like what do you like tell a story yeah and then he'd be like well I saw this movie but enough about that I went in this tinder day <laughs> yesterday and so he would never review a Yuck. fucking movie but his stories were so funny that we just loved it and then so like almost from right from the start it was like it was this great kind of hook and then the three of us kind of found like our footing together and then that segment Shane ran with and I was in it for the interviews, because I wanted to talk to people that were doing cool creative shit mm-hmm. and to hang out with Max and Shane and Goof around. And then it kind of, 78 episodes later, whatever, you know, it's, it's laughing. <laughs>
0: whatever, no, no big deal. <laughs> this whole thing, <laughs> thing. They said <laughs> <still laughs> to buy me a jacket of yeah. 80. On yeah. 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 The, Instagram yeah. yeah. Just get me some top
1: man jorts and I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was helping my friend, uh, one of my best friends is uh, Catherine Stankovic. Yeah, And. She was, I was telling me about the podcast that we're recording. I'm like, I'm so excited and I'm so nervous because these guys are huge stars and I'm not he's doing around stars.
1: Wait, are you talking about us right now? Yeah, you guys. That's <laughs> outrageous.
0: And she's like, oh, we might and be I'm known like, in Etobicoke, but talking about a like, kill. Oh, I'm having Mike and Shane. Mike has the mic on much podcast. It's actually Greg's brother. She's like, Oh, yeah, I've talked to him from the hangout before. He's totally cool. You're going to love him. And I was like, Can you come? And she said, No. Hey, has she been on your show yet? She's, uh, we have book. her book episode will be airing November 14th I'll put it that She's that
1: way. great mm-hmm. I actually listened to the episode uh, Where Greg was on But you had um, she, uh, The girl that did all the interviews for Live Nation I'm blanking on her yeah. name Emily anymore. Emily Ager. Emily Yeah, 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 yeah That was a great episode Yeah, yeah. your friend Yeah Thank you for a, lot a lot of Foo Fighters a lot of foo, fighter a lot of foo Fighter talking A lot of Foo <laughs> Fighter <talk.
3: laughs> I believe I casted her In a commercial before actually Emily uh, For You Can Change With uh, Mark Myers directed it
1: Oh, she was in that? Yeah Wow. wow. Yeah, I believe go. so. Fun it's fact. Small world. Small world. Fun fact.
0: But yeah, we bonded right away over Foo Fighters, our mutual love for Foo Fighters.
1: <laughs> well, I remember uh, Shane came in. So Greg is like, although he's my younger brother and has been around for most of my life, uh, most he same. literally, uh, he's doing this, po- like Shane comes into work one day. He's like, hey, you listen to uh, Greg on the podcast? And I'm like, what? I'm like, Greg's doing a podcast? And he's like, yeah, man. And he's like, he's talking about like the Foo Fighters and all this stuff, made some funny jokes. I'm like, you've already listened to this whole thing. I'm like, how am I the only one out of the loop on this?
0: Oh, you need to get the other episodes of yeah. Greg on it. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, episode
2: two has Greg too, Ep- right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Julie Stewart Banks. Yes. Yeah. But to be fair, like, I'm not doing the podcast. Clay's doing the podcast I've been on twice. This is my third no. time. No. Mm-hmm. Is it your third time? Yeah. Well, we did- I said
0: on the way over here that we have to like make our schedules work out better because. He makes That's, the conversation better. Nah, like just having nah. him here makes everything better. And the great thing, about Greg and I is we're within a couple months of the same age, mm-hmm. so then all the references are the same. He's
3: and like, it's good because Greg isn't overbearing. Like he knows his moment when to pop in, and make the joke, and you're like the uh, you know the chatty one. I am the chatty yeah. one. It's kind of like Mike and I reminds me of. That's why I said. So what, what, which one's the chatty one between you, you. and you've got like no, the,
0: on your side? Oh, on your Mike, side, No, i Mike. The one. Mike. Oh. Like and Mike has a good radio voice, and you've got that like good voice. You I, got a great a, a voice, good, like the whiny Nick Carter voice. Well, actually,
2: speaking of talent. You, you were talent when you started with uh, MLS weren't you? Um, were you, like, on after. air?
0: I was on air for three years, four three years. years like, what I were you think. doing you on TV? TV? I was. I did intermissions, I did broadcast, hosts. Oh, cool, like uh, in-arena okay. stuff, and then... Uh, I did, actually, funny, I did in-arena stuff as well, like up on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. They'd have me doing a couple hits because they thought it'd be cool to mix it up, but mainly broadcast.
1: So how did you then come to doing the podcast? Is it just like, because so you're writing, you're directing, you're producing things, and then you're like, I want a platform, I just want to, you know, bring people that I've met along the way, like you said, to it? Like or have you always had like sort of a desire to be on air and sort of have a, a voice?
0: Radio was the first thing I ever wanted to do for years, and I I did a little bit of work with The Edge on okay. and off, which is Toronto's uh, alternative music station. I did a little bit of work with The Edge on and off. It didn't really go anywhere. I always wanted to do radio, but then I was like, uh, I was like 18. I'm like, forget it. I gotta get a serious job. I gotta grow up, I'm gonna be a writer. And that pays even worse. And so I, I wrote for quite some time. And then that's actually how I ended up at Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. I came in as a writer first. And they're like, oh, you have some on-air experience. And so they brought me in doing like short hits and then pre-recorded stuff. And then I went into doing live games, and intermissions. And I'd be, I wasn't an, anal- uh, an analyst by any stretch of the imagination. I was just a host. Yeah. I was just there to facilitate the actually smart people and you know, throw a little quip in when I could yeah. to keep it lively. And I did that for about three years. And then I realized See, I didn't say it off the bat. I didn't say quit telling me what to do off the bat. But having <laughs> someone <laughs> in the ear the whole so you're time, going some stuff when you're saying it. Having someone in the your ear, you're like, you know, mm-hmm. I think I can do this. I think I can storytell. I think I can mm-hmm. present these points or facts or show in a way that makes more sense to me. Like you wanted to be more of a personality and less of a host. I want to be more of a producer. Right. Director, okay. Yep. And less of a host. But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in the live environment. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I pitched them my first documentary idea. And they're like, you want a what? And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. I want to do a documentary. And it was a sports one following one of their teams. And they're like, okay, you can, you can use our equipment. No problem. We'll even let you edit on our, our machines. We're not going to pay you. And we're not gonna promise you that it's gonna go anywhere. Just right. just try it out, and they loved it. And just because fortune fell in my favor that year, and it ended up being aired through Canada, the U.S., and then the Western half. What's his Here doc up? called? That one's called Push to the Playoffs. Nice. That's a pretty crazy debut, though. Crazy. Yeah. 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 It still looks like shit, though. But, but it's
1: an early win, and that's it was an early win. That's key in like,
0: any sort of career, I think. Yeah, they're like, yay, and then every single contract I've signed with them since has, has been all doc-related. Uh, but yeah, that's how, that's how the conversion happened. Shane, when you did
2: uh, Team Wolf 2, Return of the Wolf. It was Team Wolf 3,
0: Greg, come <laughs> on. Team Wolf 3, Return of the Wolf.
2: <laughs> yeah. When it was done, did you have that immediate where you're like, this is fucking awesome? Like yeah. Like Maybe let the listeners know what Teen
1: Wolf 3 Return of the Wolf is.
3: I'll well, let everybody know.
2: I'll let the a
3: certain age So, yeah, I guess to explain what Teen Wolf 3 Return of the Wolf <laughs> is uh, Give me the elevator pitch. I want you in 30
0: seconds. Come on. <laughs> so,
3: it's, I, when I was young, I was part of a show called The Jared Digg Show. And he had an idea to create a program that follows young, aspiring filmmakers uh, making their first short film. So I was like, oh, geez, I better come up with something. (laughs) And Teen Wolf was one of my favorite movies. And I was like, I want to. There was already a Teen Wolf 2 made with Jason Bateman. And I was like, I'd like to make a Teen Wolf 3, which is just, you know, a continuation of where part one left off because two delved into the world of boxing. I wanted to stay in the world of bas- basketball, like the original with
0: Michael J. Fox. <laughs> he had a vision. He's yeah. in tour. <laughs> and it wasn't really. Uh, I wanted to bring it back around. It's like when Fast and Furious went to Tokyo Drift. They're like, no, 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 We yeah. got to bring it back to North America. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get some of course. Correct. Yeah.
3: You know, it's not really a, a parody making fun of Teen Wolf. It's like just a kind of a, a natural continuation. Mm-hmm. I play styles in it. So I'm acting in it. And I, I don't know, like, Acting s- and directing. Yeah, and, they, and writing. there was a little documentary crew following me around how I made it. Amazing. And Nathan Fielder actually uh, got his start on this show also, and he made a short film and uh, so we're both equally successful
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's the point of the story man our side
0: by side rise is actually (laughs) quite meteoric yeah you know but but you
3: can check that online Teen Wolf 3 uh, true but
2: like you are a Much Music Video Award winning director now so I am Nathan Uh, I ain't
3: got that yeah I did uh, Arkel's video I don't know how I got it but
0: uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. I have no clue if only I knew someone in the band
3: (laughs) really or anyone which video did you direct uh well, I met my wife on the first video I directed for them. It's called, Where Are You Going? That's the first one. No Tinder dates? No. This was... uh like face-to-face. Well, I, I-, met, I met her and then there was a five-year break. So, I, I actually had a girlfriend she when I met my You had to wait for wife. her to turn 18. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've all had that problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a girlfriend at the time when I met her. So, I waited uh, five years for her to become single. Anyway, uh, this... That was where you go in the first video. The second video was called Drake's Dad. And the third video was called Knocking at the Door. Oh, and... Uh, and Knocking at the Door is the one that won. And that... Smash th- it. I, uh... You know, I can't take all the credit. I can probably take 20% of the credit cuz Mark Myers is really the visionary behind all, all of them and I kind of just stand there and pretend I'm doing stuff. Well known in Toronto for
0: sure knocking at the door as it was used by oh, across Canada. It, hey, that, and, it and it was like all the song of the
1: leaf. It was it was the song of Wimbledon. Or no, sorry, the the, the US, the US Open, Open in New York. Mm. That was it. Holy the tennis match Mark. like on ESPN.
0: What I love is that I live in Distillery. Part of the video is filmed just west of me and another part of the video is filmed just east of me. Yeah, The, the, the basketball court with the wicked yeah. mural on yeah. and it. And yeah, then okay. underpass park on the other side. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is like my neighborhood. Well, Myers yeah. Yeah, was like a five-day right? shoot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you guys totally had permits for all
3: those places too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, the cops came by a couple of times too.
0: <laughs> oh, they the do it just, just like I there. do it. Oh, yeah. completely. That's how I yeah. make films. <laughs> yeah oh you mean we can't no it's for a news piece get the shot get get the shot no we're good yeah Yeah. i turn it off Beep. (laughs) why is the red light still on battery you heard the the beat man. yeah that shoot
3: was hell like it really made me never want to do anything mostly because of
1: the talent the band is very difficult
3: (laughs) no it was just fucking hell and it was cold and it was like 15 hour days every day
0: so i heard it was a quick turn Right. You said it was five days of shooting which is extremely long mm-hmm. to shoot for a music video because I think the longest ever shot a music video was three. but I, I guess from concept to output, it was it was a quick turn for you guys. Yeah, it was like a
3: blur like I, I don't even remember that portion of my life because I was never sleeping. But yeah, it, it must have been a quick turnaround. Like, I've completely forgotten how the process
1: <laughs> happened. But. Actually, I didn't direct the video. I was just trying to seem important on this podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't ask me any details. I only did
3: like, I was there a lot overseeing it, but even 20%, I was burnt the fuck out. Mark Myers, I don't know how he did it, because he was like, editing it and constantly and like bringing hard drives into he works at vice like bringing it into his job and it, it was like i don't know that guy's like superman honestly and he's got kids at home he was yeah. like so he's like balancing family and all that yeah. too one That's word crazy
1: man cocaine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. cocaine yeah i used the cocaine to bring me up I used alcohol to bring me back down that is what we call balanced
3: lifestyle
1: uh, I kid Mark Myers is a genius. Yeah. And
0: he has a documentary on Netflix actually called Delivery that you, you should, should check, check out. out. Yeah, actually, yeah. We, we're going to have to chronicle all of these and just be like, what you should watch this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where we're going to put it a graphic, what you should watch this weekend. Yeah. It just means I got to put my Photoshop skills
1: to, to the test. <laughs> well, Mike and but Shank came on the pod and they just promoted <laughs> shit.
0: Well, yeah. Mostly George. Well, this is <laughs> thing. I'll, I'll add something. <laughs> you don't know any of these people,
2: but here's what you should watch. Um, but the one, you know, back when. Uh, Mike and I, our band is called San Sebastian, and back when we had a little bit of juice in the biz, we got Shane to direct a video for us. Yeah. Called Baby. So let's add that to the, the list. Of, oh, yeah, uh, Baby. It's a yeah. great video. And we can and find was, it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. All our
1: videos are still online.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it, it was a good one. And then because. Just ask that my dad. He like, watches them every weekend when he's drinking. And he's like, you guys could have been someone. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and that was like the best video we, we, we did. You know, Shane wrote is it it great. And then. Uh, Young Youth, probably the best one. <laughs> Which Shane cut. And then. Oh, yeah, Shane did. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so then that was great. And then Max is like, Shane, you got to make one of those
3: for us.
1: And then boom.
3: Eight yeah, that's oh. doing the video for you actually is how I got the
0: video with the Eric Well,
1: this is a good industry lesson, you know, mm-hmm. work with the little fish, you get the big fish. And just
0: do stuff is a good, yeah. just keep model. doing stuff. Do yeah. stuff. And that's really, you asked me what was like, why I wanted to do this. It's just because I think sometimes we get antsy. Like yeah. if you're doing the same thing over and over Or you're just, you know, there's a side of your brain you're not exercising, you just wanna do it. Mm -hmm. And that was the first thing I learned was like, well, just do it. No one's saying you can't do it. Thankfully, I'm in a position where I can afford like a couple microphones and, my laptop can run a fancy program that records it. No, it just... It's
1: literally <laughs> only a couple. And me and Greg are like the Beatles right now on one, and then Clay and Shane are on the other one.
0: Yeah, he's sitting on my lap, which... Uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, um, that is my cell phone in my pocket.
1: I was It's a flip phone. Uh, that joke makes no sense. Um, the uh, you know it's funny you say like you mentioned just do stuff and you talked about the idea of like being idle and then like at some point you kind of want to do something more. For me, it was like we did the band Sand San Seven, we like we toured and all that, and we deal with the record label. And then when that kind of ended and we burned out, like it was like two years where because Shane and I worked together, like doing sort of similar stuff to you do. Where, remember we'd be in the edit band. I'm like, I'll do something at some point, but I just didn't want to do anything for a long time. But then eventually, I think if you're people like us that work in a creative industry, you eventually are like, I got to do something. Thing. Completely, and then for us it's the pod and it seems like you feel the exact same way you know and I think the other thing yeah. too not to like go on about doing things and like whatever being inspirational voice but listen up kids uh, <laughs> people get really precious about like the work, or getting paid, or what they're like, their position's gonna be, or their title. It's like just do shit. Like Brilliant. Shane made that movie Teen Wolf three, Return of the Wolf, and a bunch of <laughs> other things nobody ever saw on YouTube. But those that got no, like eighty thousand views. Man. My bad. Those uh, <laughs> I gotta one, give it the respect Martin it team deserves. Team yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> exactly. Was, they were looking for a clips of Mike's f- dad. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. All crying weekends, like Shane. Yeah. It really could have been something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we and and you know and those that leads to you getting a gig because in, even though they're not polished, someone goes, "Oh, I see the cleverness in a couple." I of these thought things. it was polished. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't
3: disparage me,
1: Mike. <laughs> Come on, we're here to promote each other.
0: <laughs> oh, man!
1: Uh, but that's because you guys both
2: obviously have day jobs. So you're doing this on the side, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it, at this point, is it too? Like, is it like having another full time job? No, I, th- it like I a think it's part time job.
3: It's just fun. It's something that I look forward to it? work doing. It's a bit of a challenge because if you do it every week, you have to think of something new to talk about. Which is Sounds easy But it's actually uh, You gotta put A lot of thought into it Do you feel it. pressure To like one up yourself Or are you like Oh laughing yeah. was so yeah. good I gotta Every week I try to think Of something that's gonna be better And I fail most of the time But <laughs> When it's good It's like feels real If you see people Talking about it on Twitter And saying like Someone messaged me Before I got here And was like Oh I was just listening To the pod And this made me Spit out my sandwich I was laughing so hard yeah. It's like yeah. wow Yeah that person Has an eating disorder But <laughs> yeah. the, the yeah. thing is I, No lower <laughs> mandible At all <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the Eddie Della Seppe episode. I don't know if you, that's I know what they were talking it. about. Yeah. That is Shane's maybe one of his, the apex of his desserts is the Eddie Della Seppe episode. <laughs> so would you agree? Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's <laughs> another thing to watch or listen to is the, what you guys are at? Jeff, JFL 40. We were
1: at just for laughs in Montreal and uh, Shane and I wrote drinking and Shane loves the bachelor and so the, the, the girl that oh, won all
0: it. coming out, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Well, that was a horrible pause, Mike. <laughs> I, I love a love girl that. that was on the show The Bachelor. Sorry. Yeah. I, I bur- Clay has been kind enough to give us some brew doggies. <laughs> <laughs> so the pause made
0: it
1: seem like Shane loves The Bachelor, <laughs> the fellow. Uh, so, We're all waiting for that. So Vanessa Grimaldi, I do not watch <laughs> The Bachelor, but anyway, she was in front of us getting pizza at this like exclusive party, so Shane ends up, Whatever, just listen to the episode. But he ends up trying to fight a comedian named Eddie DeLisepe because Eddie he thought was rude to him. <laughs> but you need to hear it front to back. Well, it involves mean, a pseudo celebrity and Shane trying to fight a man. He was hitting on <laughs> Vanessa,
3: and <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but I thought Vanessa kind of liked me that night. And anyway, I, I I wanted to talk to to Eddie about it, and I was like, Hey, Eddie, and he's like, kind of like brushes me off, oh. like I'm nobody.
0: And hasn't he seen Teen Wolf 3? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Have you not seen this? Pull his phone in.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> On YouTube. I'm, I'm a Star-Nails. Canadian podcasting
0: I legend. legend. <laughs> I was so excited for that joke. I was laughing before you <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was
2: like, so Mike, when you're like, because you cut it, are you yeah. ever just sitting, like, when you're sitting there, are you like, man, I just, I just want to be at home watching Star Trek, Are you like, this sucks, but then you find the joy at the end oh, of it, you, or you, you...
0: you promised me you're going to bring up Star Trek, thank I, you. Are favorite. you a Star Trek guy? So oh, I'm TNG. TNG's my I, shit, man. Buddy, I just finished going through all seven seasons. Greg and, and Shane just left the room, but yo, <laughs> you and I, let's three do hours this. hours later. Yeah. I, I just finished going through all seven seasons, and in just under two months. Favorite episodes? I'm, oh, I I Borg. Oh, interesting, uh, with Hugh. Hey, Hugh, oh, hands, yeah. I love, it like tugs at every heartstring I've got. It's a pretty good you one. You know, and one thing, I've and I talked about this actually in the first ever episode with keel because we got, the first thing he said, he's like, phone on, silent, phasers on, stun, and then it just went 10 minutes. Started I didn't know that about that. Akil. Oh yeah, oh Akhil. he he said he'll watch anything on city TV. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Such a, 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 you know, like a uh, local reference. A local <laughs>
0: local I watched anything on city TV, which means he had rabbit ears on top of his TV and he turned it three times and he got city. Got a lot and of Star Trek growing up, yeah. In Michael Dorn and Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh, but what we had talked about there was the fact that they were really ahead of a lot of issues. But I Borg, I think the ability to bridge that gap uh, against the unbeatable species. That was only there to destroy you and everyone, (laughs) everyone was on board with infecting him and sending him back and then their human side kicked in. They're like, wait, we got a conscience too. It shows what could really could happen.
1: The whole thing with the Borg is they're a collective. You have no individuality. <laughs> right. And they found this, you know, human that had been uh, converted to a Borg. But, you know, he ended up showing signs of individuality. So once he became like sort of a sentient, sentient individual, they could have sent him back into the collective and basically taken down this massive energy. Yeah. Enemy, sorry. Or they could let him live as like this individual. And they chose to do... Or did he decide to go back in? he
0: decided to go back. They had to wipe his memory of any sort of individuality. Yeah. But he knew that they wouldn't... The Borg wouldn't chase down the Enterprise as long as they had found him. Yeah. And so he had decided to put himself on the line and remove this newfound sense of individuality and friendship with Geordi and all these things. He was going to sacrifice that on behalf of his new friends, which best fucking It's great.
1: You mentioned Jordy. I remember years ago, Greg and I went to see, uh, so Greg is acting like he's not a Star Trek fan. He loved LeVar Burton and Jordy LaForge and we went to see uh, Generations in the theater and the theater's quiet and everyone's excited. It's the first Star Trek The Next Generation movie and you know, like the names come up at the start of the credits so when it says LeVar Burton, like young Greg just goes, (laughs) woo! In the theater. It was the weirdest thing but yeah, I love Star Trek. does that. (laughs) LeVar Burton on Twitter, woo! Your favorite episode? Uh, it's, it's it, There's a lot. I, I mean, know. inner light probably is what a lot of people say, but I love um, measure of a man where they, they uh, argue whether data is um, an individual worthy of making his own decisions. They want to take him apart mm-hmm. and try to replicate him, And he's like, I don't want that to happen. And they're like, are you a sentient individual? Or are you not? So measure of a man, inner light. There's so many though. I, I love a lot. And I love Star Trek because it's about ideas. And like you said, it's way ahead of its time. Completely. Um, it's a really, it's a really good show.
0: Man. And they, uh, they just tackle some major issues. That's uh, as, a society we had to deal Mm -hmm. with and they just were able to to isolate way early on and know that these are important for us to be able to move forward and they present it in a way that hey in the future we've already dealt with it in a better way even the con something as simple as the concept of money right and they're like oh no we abolished money long ago when we realized that we want to focus ourselves on exploration and science
1: and bettering ourselves it's like utopia Oh, it's amazing. I'm sure we'll cut all of this. I mean, these no, guys are bored as no, shit.
0: No, it's totally in. It's staying. I'm not losing my Star Trek population. <laughs> uh, I'm now on a Voyager. I moved into Voyager. I'm doing I'm, a bit of Voyager have you right you now. The
1: new show yet? The Discovery? I have.
2: Really?
0: Have Is it good? I
1: have, yeah. Yeah, and thoughts? It's Star Trek, and I'm happy to have Star Trek in my life. Listen, I went through Enterprise. It took me a while to get uh. through it, and it's not good. No. This is already better. Discovery is better than Enterprise. It have you seen Enterprise? I,
0: I have seen. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. I've seen a couple episodes. Scott Baxelazar,
1: right? And to Paul is very attractive. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but I've always been into Vulcans, if I'm being honest. Uh, nobody's laughing on the other side. It's literally just me and <laughs> oh, Clay having like, our own I'm, pod yeah. right now. was a Vulcan. Totally
0: right? on board. What's that? Worf was a Vulcan. No, he's a Klingon, no, Klingon, Klingon. Clay. Mm. Good
1: God. But
0: anyway, <laughs> no, but I, I like the new Star Trek. It's good. The new Star Trek, I think it's great. How, how do you feel about what they did with the Klingons? They I'm not of, feeling it, but whatever. What'd they do to them?
1: They reimagined them uh, So in the, in the original series Known as TOS Two t- Trekkers uh, Klingons didn't have The ridges on their head Just because they didn't Have the makeup They just had like goatees And they were kind of like dark And then by the time They started doing the movies They started like Christopher Plummer was one And they, they kind of had the ridges And they kind of looked like More look like uh, Modern War. Klingons as yeah. we know. Exactly And then TNG really doubled down Same with Voyager Deep Space Nine and uh, Enterprise And now All for this movies. new one Smooth heads no, I didn't go no. back to the smooth heads. They're like kind of look like uh, like Dracula type. They're very, okay. yeah, weird looking now. Hmm. I mean, Klingons are weird looking in general, relatively. But
0: And what's with the shiny skin? That's
1: what I don't understand. I know.
0: Well, why does it glisten? Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. But. Yeah. Do you need to listen that much? But I love it. I, the first episode, I was like, eh, I'm not sure. But then they did the double episode first week. Yep. And the, the second one, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. And now it's pvr and I'm going through it. And Matt Myra, who I'm a big fan of, has his own Star Trek podcast, is doing the uh, After Trek. Oh really? It's like the talking show on Space after it's done. So I highly suggest. Um, he's a nice dude. I've only met him socially, like okay, conversed online. I gotta get on that pod. But totally, totally chill dude named Matt Myra. Very, very funny guy. He's doing as well. this for Space Channel. It, sh- it airs on Space in Canada. Oh, uh, Okay. Hmm. Oh, but so he's in a he's in the states. Got you. Okay, kind of cool. like the Chris Hardwick so we, Talking Dead type thing. And we pick, it up, like, and we pick it up on Space. Got okay. you. He's actually very good friends with Chris Hardwick. There you go. They're they're pals. Uh, Matt Myra is on Nerdist, or he was one of the first Nerdist podcast guys, and then their careers kind of blew up, and he became a writer, and -hmm. then now he's, you know, on TV. Nice talking trick. On his own. How do we bring Shane back in? I think he Uh, fell asleep. Any other topic. You (laughs) good? You're an anecdote-based podcast. Sure. Why don't we go around and, yes, and.
1: Oh, it's play well, like, yeah, improv. It. Improv, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: well, not they're real anecdotes. I want to hear. Should we start with Shane or end with Shane?
1: Maybe you should start it so that we get a sense of what you're going for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it goes to Shane. And then, so for listeners, it will go. The circle Clay. is Clay, I I mean, I Shane, Mike, and Greg.
0: Okay, I'll start here. I was dating this girl one time. I was like 16, You're in that awkward stage, like 16, 17 years old, where dating isn't what dating is in your 20s thirties, It's not nearly as fun. There's way too many parents around, but you kind of have this thing going. So I have a car. This is the worst way I think I've ever been stood up slash dumped. I had this car, my little 91 Honda Civic, and I lived in Newmarket, which is north of the city, and she lived down in Etobicoke, and I was pretty good about coming down on the weekends and coming to see her and I drove down and I buzzed because they lived in one of those large apartment buildings and I buzzed and they're like, oh yeah, she's in the shower right now. It's her mom speaking. You would expect a mom to be pretty truthful. We'll let you in when she's out. Little weird. I had hung out in their place many times before. 25 minutes later, I buzz up again. Oh yeah, she's just doing her hair. We'll let you in when she's done. And I'm sitting in the lobby like a chump so I'm waiting and waiting, and then I decide to go kind of sit in the parking lot, because I'm like, I have a car out there, and I can <laughs> listen to music, and there I see her sneaking out with her mom and her stepdad into the car, and so there's like this main area, this main driveway where drive in and out, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I, I kind of just made myself visible at the driveway. She's ducked down in the front seat totally as they drive right past me and I can see her clearly head between her legs I've I driven all the way downtown we've been dating for like <laughs> three months oh this leads me to a second anecdote I'll get to that in a second so then I just text her on my flip phone at the time, and I think I said that was the worst bye so I made the mistake of then moving on to her cousin Oh, uh, dated her cousin for a few months And I think we're at one of those weird dating anniversaries that are not really our anniversaries. It's like, we're at seven weeks and four days. (laughs) Yeah. And you better remember this. So I'm like, okay, meet me at Union Station. I'm not going to Etobicoke. Shit's bad news. Waited. Dressed up. I had my guest jacket on. Wow. It was like this crunchy velvet. I thought it looked really wicked. Probably didn't. (laughs) I had like a white button up shirt on. I had like really skinny slacks on. It felt really good. And then one of those guys in the train station is like, do you want a rose? Yeah, I want a rose. You pay like four bucks. But yeah, I want a rose. This seems nice. It's her seven week and three day anniversary. Mm-hmm. I better get her a rose. You're a damn gentleman. And she left me sitting there. What? Just, Man. Just sitting there. And she promised for like two hours she was on her way. It's and I'm a like, bad bloodline. I'm like, Runs in the family. Terrible bloodline. Twice I was burned. Fool me twice. What'd you do with the rose? Shame on me. Threw in the garbage. Very dramatically.
3: (laughs) It's cathartic. Well, yes. And (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, so I'm working at a Silver City movie theater, right? Just to tie it into what you were talking about. (laughs) Perfectly, seamlessly. And uh, back then uh, I worked the podium. So my job was... uh, Stub ripper. The Stub Ripper, yeah, to put it bluntly. So when someone walks out, <laughs> aggressive I kind of, name. when they walk out, they go, oh, uh, okay, here's my ticket. And they usually walk to the washroom, come back out and let him in. So there's this man, he, he's walking out. He's in his like, uh, you know, mid forties and he's going to the woman's washroom. So I'm like, sir, sir, sir. No response. I'm like, hey, you. person turns. I go, that's the woman's washroom. The person goes, I know I'm a woman oh. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. I'm realizing that this is a lesbian with a mushroom cut and I don't know what to do. I just say, I'm sorry. I thought you were a man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling through. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah,
3: and it was just a very weird moment.
1: Yes. And, um, if we're talking about uh, you know uh, low places we've been on account of uh, being broken up with. I. Uh, How
0: did you not pick up on that, Shane? I thought I said a trend. <laughs> you tried to set a thread. I, th- I said a
1: thread. Well, no, no. He dated the uh, mushroom cut lesbian for three yeah. years after that.
0: Figured. And if yeah. you see this ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you have an upcoming kid. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's a lesbian woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Her girlfriend will be very proud. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I um. I was uh, with a girl for a long time and uh, she had left me. Uh, we broke up. I was pretty young but we'd been together for a long time. I was kind of in this band with my brother Greg over here and uh, I'd written a bunch of songs about her and so she breaks up with me and I'd never really been broken up with before in, in any way that was significant or that like guy would care about so I never understood when people would go into like a weird like spiral depression like I can't go on. I was always like oh people are being so dramatic but then when it happened to me I went into the spiral uh, and so like I quit drinking and I was living on like yogurt and water and uh, my brother was really embarrassed.
0: improving your lifestyle.
1: Oh, I would never look better. I'm not going to lie. I
0: did yoga. (laughs) I was doing yoga. I had carrot
1: sticks all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's all these photos of me shirtless, which I would never do now because like my body, I have the torso of E.T. It's a nightmare. So I'm like, I have all these anyway, Greg was like, you're really like, it's Gregory. (laughs) Phone home. Yeah, that's what my dad says to us now. But anyway, so Greg uh, Greg, uh, is like, you're embarrassing, bro. I'm like, I don't even want to play gigs anymore. Like I canceled her shows. Cause like, I can't believe the songs are all about her. But what is significant is because in that break where I was in this sort of like sadness, I was trying to find people to talk to, uh, that maybe had gone through what I'd gone through and Greg was young, never had his heart broken. So he just thought I was a fool and embarrassing and I'm like his older brother. So I'm supposed to like be a rock, Tough but I was up. not, no, nah, I was like mashed potatoes. <laughs> Shane over here, Bag of
0: milk, bud. <laughs> Shane
1: had been dumped by a girl uh, who had gone to Belize on a vacation and fell in love with a local. So he had had his heart broken, ripped out, and and I hope that didn't ruin his story because that's a great story yes as well. <laughs> uh, yes,
3: I Yes, uh, So
1: I started talking to Shane a lot because I was like, he gets it. He'd been through this like the year before and our other buddy, Matt McPeak. And so the three of us kind of formed this kind of group of guys that had either been dumped or recently been dumped like uh, Peak and myself and we called it the Lonely Hearts Club. Whatever. You gotta name stuff. Uh, so what would happen <laughs> you is- do. is peak and I would get together. We have
0: a clubhouse. <laughs> we there's built a no clubhouse.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: We're three guys hanging. We need a name. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely hearts club. There's no
1: girls. We all start looking really good to one another. But anyway, so we, we would get together every Wednesday and watch lost. That was like our thing. Me and peak and peaks like an athletic, like bro's bro. And because we'd been broken up with, it was that episode. Did you ever watch lost?
0: Uh, first season and last
1: episode. And I think I understand it all. So there's an episode called the constant. And basically this guy, Desmond has to go, he's going back in time, but his whole life is basically based around trying to find the love of his life, this woman Penny. And she's like, kind of like, you don't care. Doesn't she? She'd left him, right? He goes back to the past and he tells her in the past, listen, things are crazy, but I'm going to call a number from the Island in three years from now. And if you still love me, answer that phone. So it cuts to him like on the island where he's on a boat actually and he's trying to to get the number and his buddy Saeed sets up the line and we're watching this and he he's ringing and it's ringing and he's like is she gonna answer does she still love me after three years and she picks it up and it's like Christmas and her hand is shaking and she's like hello and he's like Penny and she's like Desmond he's like Penny, you answered, you still love me. She's like, Desmond, Desmond, where have you been? I've never stopped loving you. And they're having this exchange, like in this crazy moment. And basically like they're talking, it's like, you still love me? He's like, I never stopped looking for you. And she's like, I've never stopped loving you. And it's this amazing moment. And then the phone cuts out and Saeed's like, I couldn't keep the connection going. I'm starting to cry. And Desmond looked at Saeed and he goes, it was enough, brother. And I looked over, <laughs> I look over at peak and both of us like fucking tears are streaming down our cheeks. And I was like, uh, that's a good friend right there. You know, we didn't say anything. Cause it's like, you don't no, acknowledge it. You, you just both stare straight ahead and you let the tears come and let lost wash over you and Desmond and Penny. And uh, that's my uh, story of, whoa. by the way, I ended up marrying that girl that dumped me. Wow. Yeah. Wedding ring on the hands. Three years later, he called her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danica <laughs> Danica Do you still love me Mikey I, Mikey I never thought Is that your imitation Of my wife yeah. Of your sister-in-law <laughs> Mikey <laughs>
2: Yeah uh, Yes and uh, Mike's Great heartbreak Was Great for me Because basically What ended up happening Was He was so heartbroken He busted up the band That we were in For a long time That just was kind of like Not doing too much And then I went out met these two cooler brothers, the Dawkins. <laughs> and fact. I was like, dude, let's start a band. And then I brought in our drummer of that old band, The, Ra- the Racket, uh, Ted, and we just started making music. And then Mike was, uh, Mike eventually got back in. But
0: we went on to be, you know... Greg the, the, didn't the, want to let me back in, the, very, the He was worried about the content material the songs honestly, Yeah,
2: no, we went on to be very uh, mildly, or, what, what, what would you describe it as? Very, like, unsuccessful... Santa Bastion, that, with a uh, music video directed by our good friend Shane. And then it ended up launching his career as a uh, MMVA award-winning director. So, I mean, your heartbreak, it really... Uh, it led to a record deal,
1: multiple music videos. <laughs> oh, <geez laughs> uh, several uh, Awards, sort of... Awards, accolades. No, no, not true. Not uh, for us, but shows. for Shane. Oh, for Shane, yeah. yeah Shane, man. it's been great for you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Thank yeah, you. it led to the band. <laughs> <laughs> Side story about Greg. So... If I may jump in, yes, and Uh, Greg, like you know, lived next to me in the room uh, in the hallway that we grew up in. And I'd started playing music, and I wanted to start playing shows. I was like twenty or something, and I was like, "Hey, can you like play bass? Can you learn
0: something like quick?"
1: Yeah, exactly that. I'm like, "We, I'm going to book a gig in a month." And to Greg's credit, he like figured out the songs on bass. We sat down, we learned it all. So in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, I brought him along." Like he's like my little brother. It's like an Oasis thing. It's like we're in the band together. So we were in that band. We're in the Racket, and then when like the band broke up. Up and he was like, "Screw you, dude! Like in your yogurt and your water, and you're lost." <laughs> he went and found these Cooler Brothers, and I'd like gone on this trip, and I'd come back. I'd had to discover myself again, and I come back, and I see him sneaking out with like his bass out of the house, and I'm like, Shh, "Where are you going, Mike?" And he goes, "I
0: uh, am Mike." <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I go, "Where are you going?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm going to jam. Like who are you jamming with?" He's like, "The Dawsons." I'm like, "How is it?" He's like, "It's pretty cool. It's kind of like the Strokes." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, you guys need like a like a singer." And he's like, eh, I don't know. He's like, uh, Sean's probably doing the singing, but if something comes up, I'll let you know. And then he leaves, and I'm like that motherfucker. I'm like, literally, so I brought cool him along. Right yeah, and, uh, oh, and and then eventually, after
2: two weeks, Sean didn't want to sing, and that was my end. Yeah, the whole time, Mike thought he was teaching me a thing or two, but <laughs> <laughs> turns out I was the one teaching him something.
0: <laughs> that sounds like the end of a serial podcast. Like, you know, you have, you know, what was the one on on CHFI? This is lovers and other strangers. I <laughs> listen? No, I no, mean, what? I'm alone on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you might be. After the is, golden oldies on CHF <laughs> Five, the girl drives by with and they tell like these, they, no,
1: just holding on to your rose, listening. Oh, wow,
0: yeah, that was. I was still in my crushed velvet, yeah. black. Guess.
3: <laughs> God At that damn. point, you're just crushed. So I take it. I'm just guessing here. Uh, you're a single man now,
0: right? In, as of right this moment, mm-hmm. I am. Wow. He just, he, just, he, just, he just got a text on the yeah, flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> the time that this is being recorded, I am single. I have not been single mm. since that relationship. Okay, that's not, uh, That's what I'm trying to say. It's I've been in other relationships since that relationship. Mm-hmm. We should start like a love line. Yeah. The heart stringer. Oh. The heart stringer. Mm -hmm. Shane the ideas.
1: (laughs) We call him Shane the brain. We 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 don't, but other people did in high school. Someone (laughs) did. (laughs) Sarcastically. We need a promo (laughs) cut.
0: We need a director. So let's call Mark Myers. I'll
3: do twenty (laughs) percent.
0: How did you guys first meet, Mike and Shane? Uh, I, I know how Mike and Greg first met. Yeah. I uh family things. Well I I met, <laughs> Mike, I met
3: Mike at a bar. Uh, that was the first time I physically met yeah. him at Time Out Bar and Grill. <laughs> <laughs> and we also, we, we shared the same girlfriend, not at the same time, but like a different, like that years, we know of. There's also apart. the girl that left for the dude in Belize. But the best connection is, uh, Greg and I were <laughs> <It's> like, and <laughs> no, my bad. Greg and I were like best friends in high school. Were. At least I like to think so. And, uh, and then he was always talking about his, his brother and then his brother got in a VJ search and I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't know it was actually possible. Like I always thought contests were rigged. Mm hmm. And then, when someone I knew was gotten to much music through the VJ search, it kind of opened up this window of possibility that maybe I could follow that route. And then one day, um, I had made a documentary when I was very young about my mom's cheating boyfriend, and Mike had seen that. And one day I saw Mike at this timeout bar and grill, and Mike approached me. And he's like, oh, I just want to say that uh, you know the documentary you made was pretty cool or whatever. And then we we started talking. So, there, we did have a weird period where then I started dating his ex girlfriend, and I feel like Mike really, he might deny this, but I feel like he really hated me during that period. Well, and the reason I feel that way is because Greg would always say, my brother hates, <laughs> oh, <he> hates <laughs> you. Well, because he'd always be like, oh, is Mike coming out tonight?" time? No, Shane, he hates you. You're, you're, you're my friend. Well, None of but, this was true. Well, no, but, I would get really nervous because sometimes uh, Mike would drive uh, Greg and I to the mall, <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to crack some. How so long no. we've known each other. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, you know,
3: cruise the mall. Yeah. This was two years ago. I was ago. single yeah. at the time, okay? Yeah. You, know, you know what it's like.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I I'd be I'd be all nervous and I'd have some jokes prepared and I'd say I'd say them in the car and Mike wouldn't even like now Mike is very good if I bomb a joke Mike will help me out with a nice hearty fake laugh but at this time (laughs) of friends that's a good friend he he just leaves me hanging and it's just like the buzzing of the car and I'm sweating like a pig I'm nervous I'm embarrassed and then I get out of the car and Greg's like you. Bombed that entire <laughs> car
0: ride.
2: Um, well, it's funny because there's always a little bit of well, not animosity, but you guys are just weird around each other. And then Mike and I were living together. Their friend Dan Hamilton and at like a house in Hamilton, we called the Veer Mansion. And uh, Shane came over once, and we all like had just gotten in like we just discovered Arrested Development, great show. And then so Shane came over, and we're all like, we got le- Shane watches. This is the fucking funniest show ever. And Mike's like, yes. And we watched one episode, the first episode or two, and. Shane was like, this isn't a funny show. And then Mike was so angry. He was like, how is this not a funny show? It was like kind of like, it was really cathartic. And they fought, like they were screaming at each other for about two hours.
1: We were it. supposed to go to the bar, yeah. but Shane and I's debate over whether or not Arrested Development yeah. was funny
3: turned into a three hour debate. And all I remember is being like, well, well, Mike goes, that's like saying you like Elf or something <laughs> like saying Elf is good. And I'm like, I love Elf. <laughs> Cause I actually really like, I grew up watching out yeah, well. when yeah. yeah. And by the way,
1: I love Elf too. I was actually trying to kill Married With Children. Mm -hmm. Which I know you also, I also love,
3: (laughs) you're
2: like, well, what's funny. You're like, married to children. That's hilarious. And you're like, no, it's
1: not. And then you called me a comedy snob. And, uh, yeah, that was like one of the three major fights we've ever been in. To be honest, like, I think a lot of our group, whether it's Max, Shane and myself, other people like Greg has really kind of like brought us all together, you know, like Max came to us through like Greg's best friend, Dan and Shane and Greg were best friends. And then we were all living together and you just kind of find like-minded people that make you laugh genuinely and that you can fight with and then go drink with and you know that's basically how we came together but and now we're going on what like that trip to cuba was like our 10-year anniversary yeah
2: (laughs) really we're Mm -hmm. all best friends actually even the way that they heard the podcast where i was on is because virtual listened to it and then we have like a 25 person facebook message group and he posted in there, he's like, Greg's claiming that he started the Champagne Boys thoughts. And then he just left a bunch of messages. <laughs> and he, Greg got, people defended
1: him. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, I was, that was going to yeah. be my next question. Because you kind of said that Greg is the glue mm-hmm. that holds people together. I was going to ask two things. First, that he f- found the Champagne Boys? And two, what's saved by the Bell character is he, really, when you look at the <laughs> friendship group? Okay. Which one Which one is Greg Really He I did say Zoiks a lot In high school
3: <laughs> 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 He did have that perm For a bit as well We did have an encounter With Oh yeah Screech, you met though. Dustin Diamond Dustin yeah. Diamond yeah
2: I forgot about that Tell that's so That's a funny story
3: well, Just
0: quickly I don't want to get off topic but <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, Yes no, and This is the off topic podcast Actually I'm going to rename it After this That's actually a good name For a <laughs> podcast a really, Oh we should talk about this Yeah This a is new a idea
3: Side pod Yeah <laughs> I did something very uh, stupid here. So, I recorded uh, first time. Yeah, <laughs> first time for everything. <laughs> just, cut sir,
0: sir, sir. It's a lady's bathroom.
3: <laughs> I was known as the video guy growing up. This this woman, uh, she's kind of like my stepmom's niece. She gets married and she asks me to videotape her wedding. I videotape the wedding, uh, but there's still like 20 minutes remaining on the end of the tape. My friend, Sean Menard, uh, Greg and I's friend, Sean Menard, uh, calls us up. He's like, Screech is performing in Toronto. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I'm going to film it. <laughs> so I bring my camera. Completely allowed. Yeah. To, uh, to film Screech's set. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. But then he spots that someone's filming him. Gets security to confiscate my camera. Fuck. They take the tape out, give me the camera back. I'm like, I got a wedding on that, Screech. (laughs) He's like, don't call me Screech. It's Dustin. I'm like, Dusty, come on. You know it's Screech. Everyone's calling you Screech. (laughs) And I'm getting in a fight with Dustin Diamond. And it it was a really awkward uh, scenario. And I never got the tape back. And it's been weird between me and the bride ever since.
1: Because they don't have a document of their wedding.
2: Their wedding. Let alone you and Dustin. Yeah. Do you think Dustin still has that tape? Watches the wedding, <laughs> yeah. or just watches this over over again. Like, what
3: could I do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just watching the yeah, set. game tape. He just wanted the game tape. He didn't care. Yeah. But now I'm, I am trying to think what say by the belt character you are. <laughs> Jeez, I, I would you be like Max? the the guy who on the the max yeah i think you're most like
1: him honestly yeah i'm pretty good at magic it's interesting Mm -hmm. well here's i don't know if greg's the glue that holds us together now but the point is that
2: he
0: he, totally is (laughs) no we're running with that (laughs) yeah we'll do it we'll do it completely
1: but he definitely was like the uh the central piece that brought everybody together yeah greg's a connector of people connector of people
0: just like he brought us together yeah we're here now look 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 at this oh my goodness my friendship so this is group what I do. just keeps... A friendship group? What am I in? Like,
1: <laughs> Clay, you want to hang out Wednesday? No, I have friendship group. I have yeah.
0: friendship group. It's very important. What do you guys do in friendship group? Oh, you know, drink beer and talk shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's actually pretty
3: perfect. Should we add them to the champagne? That's boys what I am saying. We do have add. a policy kind of like uh, if we meet someone, we just add them to the champagne. <laughs> board. Is
0: that really a policy
3: at that point? <laughs> well, it just happens. Like if our one friend Dan is... Drinking and we just hung out with some like random stranger. We'll notice that he's been slipped into the Champagne Boys. Max does it a lot too. Max is bad at that. You did it with AJ and Al. They ended up working out. Max, I knew though. Max is a
1: classic like,
3: um, ah
1: man, like I love people. Like let's bring people in. Like I remember the Raps were playing Indiana and I just gotten my place in Hamilton with my uh, fiance at the time. Also, the one that busted my heart up ten years ago when I was watching Lost.
0: Created some great music out of that, though. That's right. Ruined a band, but formed a way better band. Yeah, Yeah. and great music. This is a great song. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: went to number one.
0: Uh, Nowhere. Mohawk College. College Yeah,
1: Mohawk College Radio. Uh, And uh, so I'm like, hey, everybody, I got this like big TV, you know, as like people do. Like when they're getting their own place and you know, I don't know, splurging and spending money they shouldn't spend. So I I invite everybody over and I like look over and there's this dude with like this six three dude with this huge beard and long hair like hanging in my new place. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? And Greg's like, oh Max, Max brought him. He's Max's buddy. I'm like, Max's buddy. I'm like, Max. I'm like, Max. I'm like, who is this guy? He's like, oh it's Dave. You know Dave? He's from around the scene, man. He's from around the music scene. I'm like, I lumberjack to like from anybody and now he's scaring the shit out of my guest. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> honestly check his pockets and he's just cracking beers hanging out I mean he's a Raps fan he kind of does his stuff so I'm like well I guess I'll play kind of cool but it's like you could have asked me in my own mind <laughs> like if you to invite randoms and it's like people from the neighborhood are just coming in because Max saw them on his walk well, over that's a, like the
2: year before like when the Raps on that first magical run like they made the playoffs Game one, and I had just moved in with Max that year. So I I live with Max and our friend Al. The Brooklyn series. Yeah, the Brooklyn series. So then, anyway, Max is like, we're having a game one party, it's great. And so I figured it's gonna be ten the of us, boys. maybe from like the Champagne Boys. And then it's like it was just Max people circum like his, and we had ju- Max had just bought this house. Like his mortgage broker came, who was like, and like and like his his lawyer, like just like guys. And it, the lawyer came in. He was like a sixty five year old, like a six year old man came in. He was like he's like, who wants to bet on the game? And everyone's like, so who are you? Like it was like, what's going on? And Max's like, ah, it's cool. Everyone's great.
3: Yeah.
1: And it it turned out. For the record, Dave, big guy, big great guy, love him yeah. now. Bud's yeah. mm-hmm. friends it always yeah. works out yeah. Jump cut with, to your wedding plans. and
3: Best man That's
1: right yeah. It's
0: true A controversial decision But uh, he delivered A hell of a speech That being said We did check his pockets Before we left for the night Yeah We were worried about firearms
1: Yeah He, had st- he did steal $1,500 from me But he was a nice guy yeah. He paid it back
0: Yeah, yeah. In you know, increments He this great idea He said all I had to do Was invest 1500 bucks, And in three years It turned to 30000 And I just had And I got 17 workers under me Who then got 17 of their own workers Under them It was great We're going to sell millions is that pyramid pyramid scheme?
2: Scheme? See, well, I always hear pyramid scheme But I don't quite know what, how pyramid scheme works
0: uh, a, a To be honest friend, very close like my One of my best friends growing up His family got into this one That they're like, it's great Because people, you know what, they need their phone line anyway They need their natural gas anyway All you have to do is just sell it at our rate And I was like 13 at the time I had no pull with my parents And they were trying to sell me on it and they brought me one of their meetings, which I'm pretty sure the guy at the front wore a hood. Like, it was really freaky, And but they gave free food at the end. And they were like, no, 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 Clay, you can do this. You can just go to school and get your friends. Oh I'm like, how are not God. fucking buying in? You want me to sell your fucking internet? I don't know, probably with an internet. <laughs> probably just yeah. phone lines. It's probably a
1: good deal. He's just a yeah. bell representative.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what is
0: this scheme? Yeah.
3: And
1: it's like, sir, we Ross just want to give you fast internet.
0: Yeah, my dad got
3: involved with that stuff. With the Ponzi scheme? Like, my dad's the big, growing up, he's, like, the biggest, like, I don't take bullshit, don't fall for a scam. Like, best advice, dad ever. When anything's fishy, he figures it out. But then he went through a weird phase when he was, like, in his... uh, early fifties, he's like, uh, Shane, uh, your friends, uh, are going to use deodorant and shampoo and all this. I'm like, ah, you don't know my friends that, but, <laughs> but, he, but he's like, they're going to buy it that anyway. Great guy. Yeah. 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 Reek for three months. But right. the exception, Greg, But, um, he eats, he's deodorant. But. So he's like, sell, sell it to your friends. And I was like Dad, I'm, I'm not going to sell it to my friends. And he's like, Well, look at this person's life. And it was this, this I can't mention their name, but he's like, Look at how good they're It was life Tony was. Robbins, they, but they, they had this big house and these cars and stuff. And then years later, it came out that these people were living well above their means, actually borrowed $10,000 off my sister behind our uh, family's back without knowing. Oh Tiff didn't tell anybody. Wow. And then we kind of had to like kick down their door and get the, the money back from them. So, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, don't fall for those puns. A little straight, I once yeah. worked
0: for a vacuum sales, door-to-door vacuum sales company. Mm-hmm. And what they did... I heard that really sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the one joke we had. They would send out scratch and win tickets in the mail. Everyone would win. But to claim their prize, ah. they had to sit... I had to go to their house with this $2,000 vacuum and show them why it's the best ever. By the way, it was shit. Like half the time you dump shit on their rug and it wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> i sold one in like three months that was returned within like 24 hours what was the commission on that 800 bucks but then Ooh. i didn't get it wow because it was returned within 24 hours like they, they had buyers and we had to inform them about buyer's remorse like if they asked like well what's the return policy on this well if you really regret it which you won't Because it'll do everything you ever want. Like we had this one thing where we like show how powerful it is and we put this little plate on the sucker and had a handle on it. We could pick the vacuum up by it. Look how well it sucks. It doesn't mean it picked up dirt. It was terrible. And so after like two and a half months, I'm like, guys, you got to pay me something. I've been like banging down doors day in and day out. Half the time people just feel bad for you, and so they give me eighty dollars of gas money. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And then I, I actually didn't quit. I got a call for a job I, I had applied to. I wasn't <laughs> like fired. I, <laughs> I sold one fucking vacuum <laughs> that got returned after eight months. And they fired. They must have just liked my charm. that, that was that was the closest I've ever been. But when you
2: when you thought you sold that vacuum did you go that night like put like 100 bucks down at the bar you're like we're having a night I'm getting no, paid I, was, uh, I
0: went to my girlfriend at the time and said we're paying the bills uh, <laughs> we're paying the, we didn't and, and then she dad. dumped you right after <laughs> <at you. laughs> she slept with my best friend <laughs> what Uh-oh. is that true yeah. you've Uh-oh. had the worst life I've ever heard <laughs> 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 like relationship wise
3: this is no I think you're <laughs> talking about the <black> vacuum salesman <laughs> yeah. tough gig man
0: but yeah that she I had like this really good friend I was living in Richmond Hill at the time it was like the first girl I had ever lived with I'm like this is great I went away on my first business this trip I was I was in automotive at the time so we went to like sport compact shows and so I was in Ottawa for the sport compact shows with a bunch of my clients and I got a call from the people who lived upstairs they're like there's a car in the driveway you're not home are you I'm like no they're like this is the license plate I'm like oh that's awesome and we can hear them I'm like that's great and that was the end of that relationship so are you still friends with the guy no no no, I actually didn't Man. even I didn't I didn't do anything. Like I didn't get mad at him. I didn't talk to him. You just kinda delete him off your phone. Yeah. Or you do it. Most people you just change phones and don't tell mm-hmm. him, hey, just got a new phone, need everyone's sure. number.
1: Well you were due with that flip phone too. So was, yeah, yeah, that
0: flip phone. It was going Had to to go. razors right. were it was like It was a good
3: excuse to get a real phone anymore. You yeah. want to send a message, but I just it was it.
0: time <laughs> for an Ericsson. Is yeah. that a double entendre? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I suggest you listen to this week's uh, dessert. I think you, I might have somebody for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's actually oh, <laughs> shit. let's let's spread the reach of this gospel that you're sharing with people. Let's get the good word of your sister out there. What's Honestly, your, I want you to go for her. <laughs> Tiff. She's a great. young thirty-seven. <laughs> That's perfect.
3: Never been married, no kids, owns a condo. Owns shit. Owns a condo. Didn't drink till she was thirty five. What? Yeah, true. But then she went nuts. Yeah, it's a
0: problem. But she's no prude. She <laughs> no, drinks now. <laughs> so here's the real question: If we go on a date, yeah, can I podcast about it afterwards, and she can podcast on Mike on Much afterwards? They'd have of you both course. On Mike on it, It'd be the best. It's gonna be like blind date, you know, where they kind of pull them aside afterwards. They're like you know, at dinner I thought he was pretty nice. I don't. This will be that's awesome. My voice in it, but you know, at dinner she seemed pretty nice. But by the time we got to the carnival rides, I was a little worried about my ability to... <laughs> Whatever.
1: I like that you're bringing her to the carnival, but go on. <laughs> well,
0: you, you, uh, do you know the
3: Howard Stern Show? Like, do you listen to it once? Okay, well, Fred Norris... help me?
0: This Pam is just, This, this just sorry, like uh, I wasn't tuning in for <laughs> Howard Stern, yeah. uh, Fred. Doris. But I love that it's
1: also like you tuned in to listen Sugar to Pam boys. Anderson. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they posted a picture on okay uh, so their hear that picture website. F- sure, and I'm like, this is what she looks like now. Still got it. <laughs> Canadian uh, icon though. Week, let's yeah. not one disparage one Pam. One, she's she's a
1: she's a big animal rights person. So I was in
0: California, and I swear I sorry, saw her Rock. Oh, really? No, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. We were, were driving through the hills. We're kind of winding the roads, my brother, myself, and his girlfriend. And I swear I saw Kid Rock. I'm like, that's fucking Kid Rock. He's got to be. And I didn't yell anything <laughs> at him because he was like in a bathrobe and jorts and <laughs> this wife beater and he was getting into his like fucking Mercedes and driving away. I'm like, yeah, and a hat. I'm like that's got to be Kid Rock.
3: Go Fred on. Norris. From, my Howard, <laughs> from my Stern show. I'm the only one not drinking beers here too. Yeah. So I don't know the level of everyone's at. Our levels are good, bro. He met his wife of 30 years off a contest that Howard Stern ran, ran called Dial a Date. They went on one date. 30 years later, still married. It was like a gag contest, though, right? It, it was. It was a bit. Yeah. But it, they took it seriously, and it ended up. Obviously, they working fell out. Yeah. So, are you saying that this week's dessert on the Mike On Much podcast is a bit? What I'm saying is, uh, I might have found your. Uh, you guys your should next go on girl. a date. You'll
2: be featured. Like, it'll just be good or bad. You guys will. Yeah, I think talk about it. I think it's this, like uh, when uh, Simpsons and Family Guy have like a cross episode.
3: You know, I at the very sure. worst, it's uh, a fun <laughs> gimmick. Yeah. At the very best, you know, you found. <laughs> your We're all at the mate. wedding. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if Shane was your brother-in-law.
0: Live. yeah, that would be cool. Max performing, yeah. I think. Oh, I he'd think have to. I think I'd totally be down with Shane as my brother-in-law. Yeah, I like.
1: I like this. Would There's you be an down with Clay effect? as your brother-in-law? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do I then get in the champagne, boys? Well, that's, yeah, that's true. Oh, if you
1: marry in, you're in, bro. Yeah, you gotta marry in. We can't kick you out, actually, if you marry in. Or we gotta kick you both out. (laughs) Tag (laughs) team. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dude, you wanna date my sister? Tag team. (laughs) Well, the Raptors season is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, speaking of the Raptors and Kid Rock, Mike
1: has a good Kid Rock story from the MVAs and Vince Carter. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. So, I uh, uh, years Sorry. ago, this is
0: amazing. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to hang out with you guys yeah. all the time. And when
1: I first started uh, at much, I'd maybe been there like two months. I was literally fetching coffee, working four hours a day as a unit assistant back then. Now I would just be an intern or whatever, but I was very lucky. And so every year when the MMVAs would start, um, they would gather a bunch of people in the building and they'd call them wranglers as people know in the industry. So it's like a wrangler would be like, okay, so we've got like Maroon five or follow boy or whomever coming through who guests at the MMVAs or nominees. And you would be responsible for getting them around the building because the show takes place in the parking lot, and we know the building. That's how the theory goes. So everybody volunteers. The woman that like would like she had the power. She was the gatekeeper that would assign her name was Siobhan. She was like an older sassy lady, but like
0: I got like Siobhan. I hope she was sad. yeah.
1: And I got on her good side like real early because I'd been in this VJ search that Shane mentioned. She kind of had like an affinity for me, so I was like, she was like, you were going to wrangle this year, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is like the dream. I'm at the is Like I'm a, you know, we're the Hamilton dudes. This is. The fucking Mecca. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm a huge NBA fan. Would it be possible for me to wrangle Vince Carter? No. And she's like, I'll see what I can do, honey. So
0: I get what the a sweetheart.
1: I get the assignment. I'm getting not only Vince, but I'm getting Jerome Williams. So I'm getting JYD and Vince Carter. I'm doing both of them. Uh, they come in, JYD's there first with his wife or whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then Vince is coming through and he's got like three of his boys. He's got like a manager and then like two of his friends or whatever. Vince is single at the time. And I realize immediately, JYD wants to go up to where the food is and Vince wants to like meet other celebrities. So I immediately like, I need to split, I can't do them both because they don't really hang out like yeah. anybody you work with. Right. Mm-hmm. So I ended up finding a junior Wrangler, like even more junior to me. I'm like, hey, would you want to take on a junkyard dog? But I felt bad because junkyard dog was so nice. He ride first. And I was like, I'm Mike, I'm your Wrangler, blah, blah, blah. And the minute I I'm realized, I'm handing you off. In a second. <laughs> because I'm
0: a huge Vince Carter fan. I sold
1: him out so hard. And, <laughs> and the look on his face, he immediately knew what was going on. And I felt <sighs> terrible for JYD. But hey, we all make our choices. So I end up with Vince. Uh, we end up hanging out, and this is the year that Kid Rock and Pam Anderson are engaged. And so they're at the M V A. She's like a Canadian darling. Kid Rock's hot at the time uh, and they have their own dressing room. So Vince in this episode or this MMVAs was to go on stage and dance a little Bow Wow. He's going to like bounce basketball, all this stuff. And uh, so we went to Bow Wow's room. He's like, I want to play video games with Bow Wow. So (laughs) I take him over to Bow Wow's dressing room and then he go and then we do that for a bit. And then Bow Wow's got to go like prep. And he's like, "Uh, I really want to uh, meet Pam Anderson. Can I do that? And I'm like, yeah, let me like talk to the Wranglers. I'm like, I'm like, I got Vince here, and he wants to come by and say hi to uh, Pam uh, in her dressing room. And they're like, yeah, come by, come by, check it out. So I go by to her dressing room. <laughs> Roger, and,
0: Roger, you got the green light. Roger,
1: Roger, Pam's ready for Vince. Pretty so the vehicle. door is shut, and her Wrangler, my counterpart, is outside of the door. He's like, hey. I'm like, hey, he's like, it's gonna take a second. I'm like, okay. I don't know what they're doing in there. Whatever. Who cares? Eventually Vince and his buddies are like excited to like go in. So eventually the door opens and you know, I see Kid and I see Pam. I do not go in. The Wranglers stay outside of the dressing room. So Vince and his like dudes Cronies. go in. Yeah. yeah. They're in there for I don't know, five minutes, and then they come out and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. But like Vince, who's probably at the time like a twenty-five-year-old dude or twenty-six, I don't know what he was at the time, but he's like uh they come out and uh, and they were giddy teenagers. He was imitating Pam's like chest, like with his hands, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they were all giggling and like found it so funny. And I was like, these guys are literally like my like idiot buddies. Like, inhale, like we're all the same, you know. The last thing I'll say about Vince and the story's gotten a little bit long. But uh, also that year, do you remember Puddle of Mud? Uh-huh. They were performing. So that basketball. So Vince was supposed to go on stage. He did go on stage. Dance with Bow Wow. He had a basketball. They like dribbled between his legs, like some Wilson basketball. After they perform on air, we all walk off. I somehow end up holding this basketball. Like, so I've got this kind of like keepsake. His manager, like another manager came around, a woman. She goes, you know, Vince is a really great guy. If you ask him, he'll sign that basketball for you. So I'm like, hey, Vince, I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, He signs this basketball for me. Shit. We end up in the stairwell At Queen uh, 299 Queen Street West Much Music It's five floors We're on the fifth floor Coming down from like Where the VIPs are We're coming down the stairwell Puddle of Mud is going up The stairwell Toward the dressing room I'm holding my basketball Like a little kid I'm with Vince Carter I'm with his dudes One of the guys from Puddle of Mud Pops the ball Out of my arm catches it they keep walking and the guy goes just been punked by puddle of mud yo (laughs) and i was like what the fuck is i'm like this like and but i also want the ball i'm bringing this back to hamilton and like out of a fever dream vince (laughs) sees what's going on that i'm being bullied by puddle of fucking mud and he goes hey and everything in the stairwell just stops and he looks at Puddle of Mud and he puts his hand up and he gives like throw the ball back and they all sheepishly kind of like their shoulders sink they toss the ball back to Vince Vince hands me the ball and then I just kind of nod at Puddle of Mud and then we continue (laughs) on our way did you feel like the biggest loser
3: ever at that point (laughs) or like
1: cool simultaneously the biggest loser ever and then also triumphant that Vince was my hero on the playground after getting bullied by Puddle of Mud and to this day I have that basketball signed by Vince Carter
0: he was your fucking wingman Thing, man he came through he came he's through. he's a good friend
1: i've had a lot of celebrity experiences like luckily working through much and like just doing those like sort of you know wrangling jobs and you know you get a mixed bag of people vince was genuinely like cool and kind and fun and got it and he's, he's a smart guy and he was just really nice to be around which is the first experience it was my first ever experience around a celebrity so vince for life man man i never booed him for there you go. toronto listeners i did there you go hey that's fine
0: Oh man. hey I've,
1: hurt people hurt people
0: but see First of all, genius. (laughs) I'm very hurt. (laughs) Uh oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go again. It's a little bit of
3: revisionist history. You were kind of pissed off at him a little bit.
1: I was hurt. It was the first time I'd ever like well, he broke my heart. He was my gateway drug Mm -hmm. into the NBA. Like I was out on sports. Greg and I used to wake up every morning when we were kids and watch sports desk, if you guys remember that. Of course. Everyone. We were big hockey guys. I like loved the Canadians and Stefan LeBeau. Greg loved the Calgary Flames and Theo Fleury. And then at around like It's true. true. Still do. Seven seven thirty.
3: I watched him back to back. Sports every morning
1: yeah was totally great. 100% yeah. and we would eat our cereal and but around like 12 or 13 I was like I'm out on sports I'm gonna learn how to play this guitar like I was just like I wanted to be alternative to like what I'd grown up doing and around like 1920 I came back because I'd heard that like this the next Michael Jordan was playing in our backyard in Toronto which is Vince obviously anyway long story long like Vince once I started <laughs> watching basketball I was like Holy sh- and I was never in like the Michael Jordan era or like I remember the Patrick Ewing shoes were a big deal but I was like Vince showed me through him that the NBA game is like beautiful it's like it's like a violent ballet it's like it's simultaneously like combative but also like spectacularly sort of like I said balletic, or if that is a word is that no, a that word no that's definitely a word yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: you didn't just make <laughs> that up Mike <laughs> yeah <word>. exactly yeah <laughs> three steam whistles
1: in Balletic is my favorite word so anyway I, I so I had so when Vince left and got traded New Jersey for a bunch of bullshit and Aaron Williams and Zoe and uh, Eric Williams and I and a draft pick that became uh, Joey Graham Um, I was just really disappointed Mm -hmm. I
3: didn't boo him I didn't all right but I was angry I feel like you told me that you were like pissed off and like booing him and then later you were like I don't know why I was like that but you came to your senses before a lot of people did but I do feel like you were booing him at that time it's all a blur, man. I right. just been dumped.
1: <laughs> the hate was real. I was living on yogurt and water.
0: We can't remember what happened, man. man. No Raptors all the way.
1: I well, I mean Raptors, days. Raptors for life till I die. Yeah. But what I learned in those lean years, uh, you know, when I was rooting for Lonnie Baxter and Robert Archibald, was that and Nate Huffman, if you will, uh, is that <laughs> I needed to find other NBA teams. That's how I became an NBA fan, right? Because you like so. But Toronto, I'm a huge Kyle Lowry fan. I think he's got some attitude issues, but you know, why did I say oh, like that? This new I do yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was Jerry <laughs> Lewis Kyle is Lowry? back.
2: Kyle, what's it do with Kyle Lowry? <laughs> I was reading uh, about the preseason. Kareem or so, someone was talking about the preseason the Raptors. The way they're moving the ball, they haven't moved the ball this well since the uh, Jalen Rose, Daniel Marshall days. That's <laughs> they're saying. So speaking of the lean
1: years, I lived through yeah. those years. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm a huge <laughs> Kyle Lowry fan. I love Demar Derozan. I, you know, it'll be very fast. Here's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. Damar, Kyle, our roster, very good. We could talk at length about this or a Star Trek, the next generation episode, but I would say this is the most valuable piece we have on the team. And that's Masai Ujiri. He is, uh, he's invaluable. He's a top five executive in the NBA, number one in my heart. And I think that like we could lose any player. Mm -hmm. And as long as you have smart leadership, and I think this applies to any business or endeavor, uh, if you have like smart, inclusive leadership that, sees the whole chessboard and acts accordingly. They're not going to always hit home runs, but you always understand the thinking behind their choices. Messiah is that. And we really haven't had that as long as I've been a fan in Toronto. It's, oh, there's always been inexplicable decisions made everything Messiah's done. I've always been like, I get it. Or that's clever. Or how do he pull that out of his hat? I would be terrified to lose Messiah over any player we have. And that's a fact. Or that's how I feel. They going all the way this year? like all the way where to the second round
0: yeah all the way
1: to the second round no no I mean whatever if they see Cleveland in the, in the Eastern Conference final then you always got a, a punch his chance I'd love to see them make the finals in my lifetime I think that well because Cleveland's kind of out of sorts they have so many new players Cleveland all, all will get it together all it, get it takes together. is a LeBron injury I know Well okay So barring that though Cleveland will get it together Probably be in the finals But if LeBron goes west This summer Then it's wide open And then it's like I do think we'll be in the finals
2: Boston's brand new in Cleveland I don't know It's kind of like a weird year In the east Where it's like There's two clear powerhouses Yeah But they're both so new That a consistency could Are
0: you considering Boston A powerhouse?
1: Oh yeah Yeah I'm not feeling that I'm not scared of them
0: I think they were a powerhouse Like up until July numbers. 1st yeah.
1: Like they'll be like, great Brad team
0: is a genius We'll see They looked amazing yeah. And then it just kind of Fell apart through it The summer Yeah It has been quite the conversation. I want to save more for the future. I I hope I get the chance to do this again. But to end things off, well, especially if we have a date lined up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that should be the one thing that
1: definitively comes out of this. Yeah. Is a date? Well, that's
0: why I brought up the season, the Raptors season starting. I have two seats every game. You, you just invited me to the, I come? Yeah, to the home icon? Yeah, you're going the home opener. Greg and Shane both yeah. just trying to get the ticket. He's trying
1: to bring your sister to on a date. Oh, yeah,
0: her, yeah, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. No, <laughs>
3: Tiff would go nuts rock, paper, scissors. You took her to a game. Yeah.
0: that'd be amazing. I pick babe. Yo, that's the date. Let's Raptors game when let's we sit break it, it down can't be home opener. I have another date sitting to my right for the home opener. <laughs> Play break. alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then they go on, I believe, a two week roadie. They do the longest mm-hmm. roadie of the season happens right after home opener. We're
1: playing a lot of good teams in the West. It's going to so be brutal. Let's
0: look at November. Okay, so we'll see what comes out of this.
3: That's a little too long. Should they just get dinner? I don't
0: know if Tiff can wait that long. Maybe uh, <laughs> she'll be
3: married by the end of October. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe you go on a pre-date to see if she's worth uh, the raptor ticket.
0: Oh, come on! Now you're Now she's, she's not going to miss. It, on come on! Well, vice
3: versa, it's two-way street. That's true. You know, fair.
0: Like you don't want to be forced Listen, to go. If she backs out, you can come with me okay (laughs) she's not that great (laughs) she's got frizzy hair okay (laughs) one last thing before we go i would love to hear it sounds like like you you came up through the music industry you came up, uh shane you came up through the film side of things Mm -hmm. each of you i love i love hearing like those one pieces of advice Just And I know we're like, now I'm going back to format. We had all these giggles and laughs, and we took Mm -hmm. the conversation in 90 different directions. But I love hearing if there's something that's rung true that you were told uh, earlier in your career or you were told maybe even in school that you're like, you know what? That person said that, and you just want to give them some props. You just want to give them some recognition.
3: Uh, Okay, so growing up, I don't know how or why I came to this, but I had this quote above my bed by uh, Calvin Coolidge. And it just talks about persistence. And it's like, uh, nothing will take the place of persistence. Genius will not. There's plenty of uh, fables about uh, unrequited genius, all this stuff. And it lists all these things that people typically associate with success, success, but nothing will replace persistence. And I always just thought about that like, it doesn't matter how good I am as long as I always persist and try. And then like, you know, I didn't even graduate high school, anything, but I was always persistent with, with film and trying and, uh, pursuing my, uh, dream. And now I'm doing what I want to do. So, you know, I, I know everyone's like, if I can make it, anyone can, but seriously, like I, I truly believe that. And recently I saw the movie, the founder with, uh, Michael Keaton and he had the, Incredible, same, isn't the it? same quote in, in the movie, the beginning, um, uh, Michael Keaton's character is uh, listening to Calvin Coolidge repeat this quote. I was like, wow, that's cool. And he became one of the most successful people of all time, the founder of McDonald's. Uh, Over to you, Mike. That's great. I like that. Over to you, Mike. (laughs) Yes, and
1: uh, (laughs) I, you know, I mean, I've been very fortunate to have like a bunch of sort of like mentors. I've been very lucky because you hear stories all the time, people that go into our business and they work for like a crazy egotistical boss or somebody that's like, not very welcoming or warm. I've been very lucky to have a lot of good ones. So there's almost too much. But this one guy I worked uh, with named Jason Ward was a producer when I first started. And he had sort of gone, I was pa a lot of his shoots. Uh, He was directing commercials and things like that. And one of the things he had said to me about like when he decides to like sort of work with somebody uh, is he's like, you can be like the most talented person in the world, but if you're a dick, he's like, I won't work with you. He's like, but if you're a good person, He's like, and you're competent. He's like, I'll work with you. He's like, if you're if you're good at what you do and you're a kind person, you'll work forever. You will literally work forever in this business. So for me, like being lucky enough to work in TV and like you know direct a couple commercials or whatever, and then you know doing the pod and and being in the band. The one thing I, I've noticed about people that have been around the longest are it's always people that are like kind and treat everybody above them and everyone below them, uh, like with respect and like understanding, and then also show up and do your job and do it well. Um, which is gets back to, is it the Woody Allen quote? That's like 90% of success is showing up. That actually is proven pretty true too. Cause for some people it's just hard to even like be consistent, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, just do things. And mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, if you're, if you're affable and nice and you're good at your job, you'll never go without work. And I think that's, that's proven true for me.
0: Greg, kind of the unheralded co-host yes, Stringer and, Podcast. Yeah. If there's one time you're going to be a guest, this is kind of your shot to be like, you're the bridge. You're a guest and you're a co-host. So yes and this shit,
2: please. Yes and. Uh, the one thing, just for myself, I always just kind of, just whatever, you know, it's that thing of just do whatever, like do the thing, even if it scares you, you don't know what you're doing, just say yes to everything. So it's like, I've kind of been lucky enough to get certain opportunities where I'll just even like a good example with Mike being like, I need a bass player and I didn't really know how to do it, but I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then you force yourself to figure shit out. So it's like kind of put yourself out of your comfort zone and just say yes to everything. And even in our business, it's like some people come to school and they don't want to like, they don't want to be a PA. It's like, no, go be a PA because then you're going to meet this other PA who's going to go on to do this. And then they're going to, you know, it's just like say yes to everything, do everything. And then it'll all start rolling from there.
0: it goes back, I think, to what Mike said earlier. Don't be worried about what the title it is.
2: Absolutely. Like, don't
0: Mm -hmm. be concerned. If you get to be on a set, enjoy the fact that you're on a set. If you want to go out and make a podcast or start a band or... Direct Teen Wolf four. It was Teen Wolf three. Right? I know, but we're reading oh, yeah, okay. Teen, wolf, Teen Wolf four. Right. <laughs>
3: I'm still someone I'm, out there. will it's make it. it's in production. It's called yeah. Teen Wolf four. It's Wolf time. But yeah.
0: <laughs> just please go out and start it. If you want, you know, someone to to give you a, a little bit of help. If you want someone to give you a little of information. If you have tons of questions, just ask. There's tons of people out there that think it's just cool to talk to other people about shit they love, that you can just ask them, you know, what kind of guitar did you buy? What Where did you start out? You know, what kind of camera should I buy? Should I invest in something that's this much money? You know, is a MacBook Pro okay, or should I get something fancier? Tons of people are willing to share opinion, maybe more than should, but they're there, so just ask, and... That's what I love about all you guys. I think it's it's pretty incredible. Like I work with Greg every single day. And I told him on the way over here, I'm like, you are the best flat-out editor I've ever worked with. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, a lot of it, I think, plays into the fact that we have the same vision when we look at stuff. But communication is easy, and he's, he does everything and then some. He blows me away every single day. I have, like, the best podcast hosts in toronto if not canada sitting across the table from me you guys are awesome wow. <laughs> how many of those bone shakers have you had <laughs> uh, three times three is 12 <laughs> really? man i want to date you now
3: <laughs> raptor's tickets yeah. compliments Okay.
0: roses you're on the road for two weeks but uh, after that if your wife's not too busy Absolutely. She, yes, he'd, like <laughs> he'd like to bring her to a game. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, it's her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, will she drink? <laughs> well, You're not. She's
3: pregnant. You don't want to hang with her, that bore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, please be good to yourself. And as I like to end every podcast, eat your vegetables. You guys are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for having <laughs> us,
1: man. Honestly, that was great. <laughs> That was a lot. Laugh. <laughs>